Hi, it's Bill from HistoryHighlights.com. Thanks for joining us today. I'm sending out all my best to you on this July the 19th. Hope everything is well with you. And for our Today in History feature, we're going to go to the Library of Congress site again for a great one about the Seneca Falls Convention. On July the 19th of 1848, the Seneca Falls Convention convened. Heralded as the first American Women's Rights Convention, the two-day event was held in the Wesleyan Chapel in Seneca Falls, New York. The convention had been advertised on July 11, 1848 in the Seneca County Courier. Despite the minimal amount of publicity, there were an estimated 300 attendees at the inaugural meeting. It is not surprising that many of the convention attendees lived locally, as there was a number of abolitionists living nearby. Many women and men working in the anti-slavery movement eventually became a part of the struggle to obtain equal rights for women. Conventioner organizer Elizabeth Cady Stanton and her husband Henry B. Stanton were both well-known and active abolitionists. In fact, all five women credited with organizing the Seneca Falls Convention were also active in the abolitionist movement. Elizabeth Cady Stanton was a women's rights activist, and she made her first public speech on the initial day of the convention, which provided a framework with which to understand the purpose and goals of the Seneca Falls gathering. She said, We are assembled to protest against a form of government existing without the consent of the governed, to declare our right to be free as man is free, to be represented in the government which we are taxed to support, to have such disgraceful laws as give man the power to chastise and imprison his wife, to take the wages which she earns, the property which she inherits, and in case of separation, the children of her love, laws test against such unjust laws as these that we are assembled today, and to have them, if possible, forever erased from our statute books, deeming them as a shame and a disgrace to a Christian republic in the 19th century. Century. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. In addition to her speech, she also read aloud the Declaration of Sentiments, which was then discussed at length. The Declaration of Sentiments was modeled after the Declaration of Independence, but with the express goal of granting women the rights and freedoms that the Declaration of Independence granted to men. On the second day of the convention, the resolutions would again be debated over and to put to a vote. But notably, while only women were allowed to attend the first day of the Seneca Falls Convention, the general public, including men, were invited to participate in the second day. The group united to demand women's right to vote in the United States. The Declaration of Sentiments was signed by 100 individuals, 62 women and 38 men. As a comparison, there were only 56 signatures on the Declaration of Independence, and they were all men. Although narrowly approved, Passage of the Suffrage Revolution inaugurated a 72-year effort of organized struggle for women's suffrage culminating in the 19th Amendment to the United States Constitution in 1920. Hey, if you'd like to learn more, I recommend the Library of Congress online exhibit. It's titled, Shall Not Be Denied, Women Fight for the Vote. It celebrates the efforts of those who participated in the Seneca Falls Convention and who continued fighting until the 19th Amendment, granting women the right to vote, became a reality over 70 years later. Hope you'll come on over to HistoryHighlights.com and prowl around. Have yourself a great day, folks, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.